Hi, and welcome to the third episode of Wedding Talk. I'm your host, Danielle Duffy. I want to start off by saying a big thank you to everyone who has listened to the podcast so far. My mind is blown by the amount of support that I have received over this first week. I'm so excited to continue this with you all and keep talking to couples about their wedding experience. You might notice that today's episode is a little longer than the past two. There's a few more topics that I've added into our chat that I thought were really important and were missing from the first few episodes. I'm really open to ideas that people have and topics that they think should be covered. So if you have any ideas, please DM me at our Instagram, weddingtalk.podcast, or send me an email at hello at weddingtalkpodcast.com. As always, please leave a rating and review and follow the podcast if you're liking what you're hearing. This will help me grow as a podcast and get the stories out to more people that are planning their wedding. So today we are chatting to Marnie, who married her husband Nathan in March 2021 in Bendigo. Marnie raves about her photographer and the role that she played in organizing her day and helping to keep her relaxed throughout the whole day, which I think is a big thing that we all need to remember when picking our vendors to make sure that we get along with them and that our personalities align. Please be aware that Marnie had her little baby Nina with her during the chat, so there might be a few baby squawks throughout the conversation. I was recently listening to a Darling Shine podcast episode with Hugh Van Kylenberg, where he was talking about how little imperfections and real life noises help you feel closer to the podcast host and make everything seem more realistic. So I've decided to keep them in. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Marnie. How are you going today? Good. Thanks, Dan. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for coming on my podcast. No problem. I'm really excited to talk to you about your wedding and um, the planning process between you and your husband. Cool. Um, you do have a beautiful little baby with you. So just a heads up in case someone hears any little baby noises throughout the time. Definitely right on <laughs> She is a little angel, so we won't be mad at all. All right, Muns, let's start off. I want to talk a little bit about you and your partner. Tell me how you guys met, tell me about the engagement, all those fun things. Okay, so I had just moved to a small town in South Gippsland. It was called Foster, and I didn't know anyone there. And it was my first job out of uni, and it was like small town whispers of like where I could start living because I needed somewhere to live. And one of the ladies at the netball club handed me this number She's like, oh, he's a teacher. I know his housemate's moving out and he might want someone else to live with. And I would not normally be the person to just message someone randomly like, hey, can I live with you? Um, But I did. And I met up with Nathan before, you know, um, agreeing to live with him just, you know, make sure we got along and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, it ended up being a pretty good move for me. Um, So we're actually housemates first. And then, you know, as I say, one thing led to another and we ended up dating after that. And um, it was actually really cool. None of us, are, neither of us rather, are big kind of go out for the fancy dinners kind of dating people. So we kind of dated just by being at home and um, just getting to know each other really casually. Sorry, Nina. Um and it just it worked for us and we could just head out for a walk or do something really really simple which is so much more us than you know the big dating kind of thing so yeah that's kind of how we met oh that's so great it's kind of like just fast forwarding the whole getting to know you process yeah it it was it was good though and you don't have to worry that you don't like the way you eat because you've already lived with him yeah we've changed a few things (laughs) (laughs) um he was definitely more of a tidy person when I met him and maybe that was my influence on him, but 
<laughs> we are not so tidy now. <laughs> Hard to do the little baby. All right, tell me about the engagement. Okay, so the engagement, we'd been together for about four years and we had just gotten back from our six-month trip overseas and I had been suspecting a proposal the whole trip, although we were travelling in South America, so I was a little bit conscious of um, not wanting to have, like, an expensive yeah. ring and things over there and, you know, being flashy yeah. and stuff for, for South America. But I was kind of hoping we ended our trip in Ushuaia, which is the end of the world, so my southern point. And I kind of found this spot and I turned to Nathan and said, are you sure you don't have anything to ask? And he's like, no. And I'm like, this would be the perfect spot to propose. And he's like, it's not happening. Oh, my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> and so it was actually when we got back, um, about six months after we got back, that he proposed um, overlooking Foster. So a little bit of like where we met and we actually have a photo of where we got engaged hanging in our house um, as a bit of a memento so that we remember um, how we met and our one of our favourite places in the world. That's really special. I mean, I'm a bit sad for you that you didn't get your end of the world proposal, but that's still so special. That's okay. It's a beautiful, beautiful spot and we love it now. <laughs> oh, lovely. All right. So one of the big things that I want to talk about on this podcast is the planning process. I think there's so many things that I know that I was surprised that happened along the way. Um, so a big thing that I want to focus on is talking about um, budget and how much we kind of spend in a, um, in a wedding, how we prioritize our spending. So if you're happy, could you please talk to me a little bit about your budget? So i how you kind of stuck to it, if you are comfortable sharing how much you um, had set and what was important for you to spend money on. So we were quite lucky to have both of our parents contribute a sum of money to um, the wedding and we knew that we wanted to get as much as we could um, in that kind of in that kind of budget and then knew that anything else kind of extra special, you know, on top would be coming out of our budget. Um, so I think overall we had, it was around 30 grand, I think. Um, it's hard to say because it was one couple of years ago now, but um, you paid in all different parts. Yes. Um, so you kind of like you might agree to something you know, a year out and then you're shopping around and then something else pops up. And it's like I didn't keep track of it for every single dollar, um, but I knew roughly that it was about that much. So um, we we were in a position where we were lucky enough to be able to just, if we knew we wanted it, we spent the money on it. And if we weren't quite sure, we held off for a bit. So um, the budgeting was hard, but... At the time, it was all COVID as well. So um, we didn't really overthink it, I suppose, because we were just like, it may not go ahead. Like, let's just lock in what we can while we can and um, we'll see where it goes from there. How did you kind of decide what you were going to spend money on? We wanted to sort out what was important to us. So um, the guest list, obviously, you know, having 100 people there, roughly about $105 per person, I think it was, for our food and drinks. So that was going to be about 10 grand, if I can do my math correctly. <laughs> um, so we just, we needed to know whether 
um, like how many people we wanted and were those people like the, the people that we wanted there. Um, so that's one way we knew we had to stick to it was like, okay, 10 grand roughly for food and drink. And then um, the small details, we were just like, how much do people pay attention to? Them? Yeah. Um, am I going to have that picture perfect Instagram wedding? Probably not. But um, I knew that people, you know, they they look at your dress, they remember your dress, they remember the food, they remember um, the music. So we kind of thought that those would be the things that we wanted to make sure everyone enjoyed at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, and no, that's what I spent our money on. That's great. So then did you decide to cut things out so that you could save money or what were some of the tools you used to save money? Um, so we didn't get a videographer and I don't regret it at all. Um, love the people's wedding videos, but Nathan and I aren't massive in front of a camera. We're super awkward and I just don't think it would be us. I don't think it would be a true representation of our day being filmed. So it was hard enough to get Nathan to take the photos. He said his cheeks were sore after all the photos. So we just didn't think that that was a smart play for us. We actually used some artificial flowers um, in a couple of our key locations, like on our arbor piece, which... You know, you stand under for 10 minutes, you get some photos with. That was actually fake or artificial. Um, and a couple of the other pieces, um, we decided to go with artificial flowers because it was going to be thousands of dollars to get a beautiful arbor piece done. Don't regret it at all. Some table decorations. The florist actually suggested using our bridal bouquets as table decorations. Oh, that's a good idea. Because we had, I know we might talk about this later, but we had a cocktail style wedding and we had, so we had four tables and I actually ended up having four bridesmaids. So we just got four vases for the tables. And once the girls made their entrance, free entrance, um, they chucked their flowers in a vase, kind of gave the flowers somewhere to go and mm. a bit of a decoration at the same time. Yeah, that's great. So then the artificial flowers, was that something that your florist organised or did you guys organise that? Um, it was actually a, a friend of my mum's who does a lot of work with artificial flowers. Um, and they were beautiful. She actually waited until we had chosen our wedding flowers to match what would be in our bridal bouquets to what she was actually going to use within the artificial arrangement. Um, so it doesn't look out of place at all. And so many guests were actually surprised that they were not um, real flowers in the end. So oh, it all that's kind of great. Together. I think you can get some really good quality ones now as well, which is really helpful. Yeah, yeah. They She was actually done it as a wedding gift to us as well. So that was um, quite nice. She didn't put an extra cost on top of that. So um they were they were perfect I I wouldn't have been able to tell yeah amazing that's such a good idea if you want to um just have that little cheaper expense <laughs> with the flowers because yeah they can get really expensive sometimes okay so talk to me a little bit about bit more about your decoration so where did you kind of go for for inspiration and ideas I loved Etsy at the time of my wedding and like I was ordering heaps of things off Etsy just like typing in like wedding decorations and going through like the welcome boards and things like that. You can get them like quite cheap. It also supports like local small businesses as well. And was everything was really, really good quality. We were lucky enough that our location was like a, a decoration in itself. Like it was a lovely red brick hall with a beautiful concrete polished finish. So like so much of the decoration was actually just the venue um, itself and we could just do some basic table dressings and the flowers and 
And like that's I thought I feel like that's all we really did. Like besides yeah. a couple of candles here and there. I, I don't actually think we spent an awful lot on decorations. Yeah, that's great. That's really good. Um, so tell me a bit more about this location. Where did you guys get married? Uh so it, it was up in Huntley. So I'm originally from Bendigo. It was a beautiful little homestead called Waratah Weddings. And so it was all in the one location, which was kind of something I wanted was so that people didn't have to worry about moving around, moving from one location to the next. You could enjoy a drink and not have to worry about um, driving to the reception or whatever it may be. So it's a beautiful brick surrounded um, garden. So we got married in a garden and then this gorgeous reception hall that um, is all was all there. And gorgeous little water feature with some twinkly lights above it. Oh, pretty. It was actually the first location we looked at mm-hmm. and we just fell in love with it yeah. and um, knew kind of instantly that this is what where it was going to be and um, we just didn't want to really mess around with it. So then could you have decided to have either cocktail or a sit-down style wedding there? We definitely could have. The layout of the sit-down wedding would have been quite tight for our guest list. I always knew that I wanted a bit more of a cocktail style wedding. I feel that I just you could get around, mingle with a lot more people in that cocktail style. Yeah. Um, over having a seat and then plates being served to different tables at different times, you didn't feel like you could interrupt people as much. So the cocktail style definitely suited us better, but you could do both at the venue. Yeah. Did they have their own caterers or did you guys have to bring your own one in? Uh, we bring our own in. They did have a, like a list of, I think it was three caterers that they work with quite well and that know their kitchen. Um, so we ended up just going with one of them, one of the caterers that they suggested. Um, but, yeah, bringing them in um, separately. Oh, that's good. That works out well. And then did you guys have to bring your own alcohol in? Yeah, so that was the kind of good part as well, um, that we just brought our, our, all our alcohol separately and um, kind of could not have to worry about what was on, what was there, and we could just choose what we liked and what we thought would suit our crowd as well. Yeah. 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 No, that's a great idea. So tell me a little bit about your dress. What was your dress choosing process like? What was your dress like? Tell me all those fun things. Um, I've heard a lot about people choosing their dresses and to be really open-minded when you go and choose a dress, especially around the um, the shape of your wedding dress. So I went in quite open-minded about it, not, you know, not having my heart set uh, on what style of dress I would like. And I kind of went into my first fitting and, um, and just said to the bridal consultant that I just, I want to try out everything and just what suits my body style. So we did that and I got definitely an idea of what suited me, which is not what I expected. <laughs> um, and it was just, it was more of a fitted um, style of dress, kind of fitted to kind of the mid thigh and then that kind of loose flow. Um, I always thought I'd like a satin bit of beading kind of dress and I've always liked those on Instagram. I ended up with a full lace dress. <laughs> I feel like that always happens. So I was quite happy that I was so open-minded about it because I think if I just had a closed off my mind to being in that satin gown, I wouldn't have found the dress I chose. Yeah. So I was super happy with it on the day and would not 
change that for the world. I love my wedding dress. Yeah, amazing. Could you eat and be comfortable in it during the day? I think every female is kind of self-conscious around obviously how she looks on the on her wedding day. But my wedding dress is perfect. It's because it was full lace. You didn't have to worry about looking a little bloated or um, how much you ate or drank. I actually didn't actually get to eat or drink a lot on the wedding day, which was really <laughs> annoying because I paid for all this beautiful food and I didn't really get to eat much of it. But I was super comfy, could move around, didn't feel like I was restricted at all. So def- it was important for me because, you know, you want to, you'd want to be comfortable. You don't want to be uncomfortable today. Yeah, definitely. So you said you had four bridesmaids. Tell me, did you, how did you go about picking your bridesmaids? Did you do like a big bridal proposal? What about their dresses? Four bridesmaids. So one of them was my sister. That was definitely non-negotiable. And my other three were my three best friends from high school, which I'm still really, really close with. So there was always kind of going to be one or there was going to be four. So there was never a number in between that I could settle on. Um, So I had to speak to... Nathan about if he could accommodate four groomsmen as well um, or do we just go with one yeah I didn't do a massive proposal I did get them a beautiful candle and it had will you be my bridesmaid on it um during COVID obviously I couldn't get up to see them as much um during that time so I kind of had to just take a bit of an opportunistic breakfast date I think it was um to, to ask them all and um it was beautiful they loved it. I loved it. It was it was very us. So their dresses, did you give them, did you pick the dresses or did they pick the dresses? I picked the dresses, but I had a really tall bridesmaid. I had um, all different body shapes and kind of things. So I, I definitely tried to go with something that was flattering for everyone and comfortable to wear. Um, and I got it on, I actually want to say the iconic possibly great um, returns great returns because I did a lot of like three different sizes for everyone so that they could try them on again being in COVID I could, just couldn't get everyone in the same place at the same time so they were a lilac kind of color which is one of my favorite colors um they looked beautiful I absolutely loved them I wanted them to all be the same um but I gave the girls a bit more freedom with their hairstyles so their point of difference could be they could style their hair however they wanted a couple of them wore it down, a couple of them wore it up, and it just, it wasn't same, same for everyone, which I liked, but I did like the same dresses as the boys were in the same suit, so I thought that kind of matched for me. Yeah, good. I thought the same. I like a bit of the same Z. Um, did the boys have any of that pinky lilac colour in there? Was there any, like, kind of mention of that? They they didn't, mainly because they ended up in a, Nathan wore a grey jacket and the boys wore a gray vest so I didn't think the lilac matched if they put it on top of so by the time they had their little boutonniere buttonhole whatever you call them now um (laughs) I thought that was just enough of a a connection to it it didn't it didn't bother me that they weren't in that color yeah yeah no that's great so you didn't have a videographer tell me a bit about your photographer my photographer was like, oh, she was she was me to a T. Um, she was organised. She actually ended up organising more of the wedding than, like, I expected. She was kind of like my hidden gem. I'd met with another photographer beforehand and we just did not vibe. 
Yeah. Um, and I just, I loved her photos, but I just, I couldn't vibe with her as a person. And then I met Michelle. She basically said, okay, what do you want your day to look like? Have your ideas. We talked through it. And she then basically wrote me out a timeline of when we would start the ceremony based on what photos I wanted to have. She's like, if you want to get a photo with every family member or have every family member in a photo and have 17 different, you know, setups of all the photos you want to have, you're going to have to set aside this much time and basically worked it backwards. And one, I realized that it is so unachievable to try and have a photo with everyone at a wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you have 100 guests. Especially if you have 100 guests. But to just how much time those photos can take and if they're on location versus, you know, out in the bush, um, the drive time and all those kind of things is just something I didn't put into my timeline of my day. So she was just, she was experienced. She'd done it before and she just went bang, 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 bang. And she went, you guys will start getting ready now. This is when I'll be here. Here's your ceremony. Here's your photos. Done. It was just like she was my whole world on that wedding day. Yeah, I think we underestimate how important. Oh, we're not even important. I think we underestimate how much a photographer knows. Like if they do this all the time, then obviously they're going to know the best way to set out your day times and times to get photos and all those things. Correct. I think that's why it's so important that you have to make sure and meet with the person, make sure you gel with them. Because they spend the whole day with you. She was amazing. And she's like, I'm not going to try and like shorten your day or limit you to eight hours. Like it's really hard to do that if you, you know, want a particular style of photo. She's like, I'm just going to have the day with you. You're my day. So there wasn't like packages around a six hour photo package or a 10 hour photo package. She's like, I'm just in with you for day. Oh, that's really good. That's really nice that, she, that she's so flexible and able to do that. Like it takes the pressure off you guys as well to make sure you get everything done. Yeah, and like Nathan not being the photo fanatic that he is, I knew I was going to be limited for time anyway, that I would have him standing still smiling pretty. Um, so to know that I had him for an hour for photos of us, dream. Yeah, amazing. So did she, so for your couple's photos, did she kind of come to you with an idea of what she wanted or did you go to her and say, I really like these photos that I've seen before? Um, she knew their location that we got married in quite well. It's um, po- quite a popular wedding spot up in Bendigo. So she knew that there was a couple of locations, whether we wanted uh, photos in the bush or whether we wanted them to go back in like botanical gardens or stuff like that. So we ended up going into the bush and just getting some like beautiful big gum trees in our background just to kind of frame our shots. They looked amazing in the end and I'm so glad we did. But she was she was all over it. She just kind of gave us a, gave us the options. She had photos of that location as well, uh, which kind of made us made it easy to just pick what we wanted in the end. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. That's really helpful. Um, and so the last kind of planning thing I want to talk about is your music choices. So how did you guys go about choosing some of the really key songs that play throughout the day? And then did you guys have a DJ or band, or did you make a Spotify playlist? This was Nathan's job. Nathan loves his music and is all over the music. Um, So this was his kind of key thing that he wanted to do. So I let him roll with it, actually, and he did an amazing job. He had the songs down to a T and we actually had just a Spotify playlist for our entrance ceremony, um, signing the documents kind of stuff, and that was just looked after by one of Nathan's cousins. Then we did have a 
a band, little two-man band, which um, knew one of the members from uni and they actually came up from Warnable to wow. play at our wedding. Um, Did they play during the ceremony or the reception? No, just the reception and the kind of um, hour or so between the reception and the ceremony, that's when they kind of set up, started playing um they were great I got so many comments back on the band and how good they were do you um, remember their name Mitch and Jackson music they were they were brilliant they played like key sections of like key songs you know when you get to that section of music where you don't actually know the words and you just start bopping <laughs> that bit they cut out so you're just like going from like sections of songs that you always knew the words to and it was just an amazing time oh that's so good what song did you walk down to did you pick that no Nathan did so Nathan chose a song um it was a kind of a humming version of Eddie Vedder's Guaranteed I think it's called um it had like five little instrumental changes which worked out to be when each bridesmaid and myself kind of started their walk down the aisle so it's very simple to remember when we walked um no words just beautiful background music just to compliment the the kind of occasion so he did so well I'm so impressed with him yeah well done did you guys have a first dance song we did it was Dan and Shay Sway but it was a beautiful song we danced for about I think it was a minute um not big dancers so we just kind of swayed in a circle so the sway song actually was quite fitting for us yeah that works out really well doesn't it okay so last question I've got to ask you is is was there anything that surprised you about the planning process I think there were so many things that going in I was so naive about and didn't know about was there anything that surprised you I think the photographer surprised me the most like how instrumental she was in our day and just the the, the basically the running of the day so like that was my one thing that I would suggest everyone gets right is their photographer and their like order of ceremonies basically um to how their day runs because you can really really lose time in a day if you don't allocate enough time for it um and it can it can just make it a little bit rushed and messy so um she just gave me the reassurance that we were going to have enough time for everything we over allocated because it, it was always better to over allocate time than anything. Um, and it just meant that I was more calm for my day. So I think that was just, just it seemed more simple for me because I knew that Michelle was just all over it. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's great. So let's talk about the actual day. How was it? Tell me everything about the actual day. I remember waking up at 5 a.m. in the morning and I was actually sharing a bed with my sister and we both woke up. And we both kind of looked at each other and went, it's wedding day. And then we looked at the phone and saw it was 5 a.m. We're just like, that's far too early to start (laughs) wedding day. We had set alarms for 7. And I'm just like, I don't think I'm going to get back to sleep. But I actually did. So it tells me that I was somewhat calm going into the day. And um, when the alarms finally went off, I just had the biggest grin on my face. Um, so it was easy. It didn't start too early. We went to hair and makeup and we were there for majority of the morning. By the time we had four bridesmaids, myself, my mum came along to hair and makeup as well. So there were six of us. Um, so that did take quite a lot of time. Um, but we got back to the house and enjoyed some um, some lunch and stuff before. 
um, before Michelle got there and started taking the photos of us getting uh, ready. Um, so we didn't actually have photos of us getting hair and makeup done. That wasn't important to me. So we just had stuff, uh, photos of the dresses and getting into the dresses and all that kind of stuff. So that was, I think that was about an hour and a half, to be honest, oh, wow. um, of all those kind of photos, like my dad's first look and all that kind of thing. So I knew that those were important moments to me. Um, and this is when I actually had the photos with my parents and stuff done beforehand. Mm. So we had beautiful family photos, obviously my sister being in the bridal party, that's my only little sibling. So we were all there. So that was kind of a tick box in terms of that day was those, those photos were already done. We had a beautiful little Airbnb house in Bendigo as well, which was perfect for our photos. Um, the day actually goes super quick. Yeah. And like... It was a three o'clock wedding, I'm pretty sure. And like all of a sudden from like our 5 a.m. little wake up, it was three o'clock and it was time to get married. I just remember being completely calm and thinking I'm I'm not even nervous. And I was kind of waiting for the moment I became nervous. And I, I got to just before I walked down the aisle and I was calm. I, I didn't expect to be that way. It reassured me that I that the decision I was making was the right one. Tell me about the ceremony. So the day goes really fast and you end up at the ceremony. Um, I don't remember a whole lot about the ceremony. I know that I was just sitting there looking at Nate going, oh, my God, it's my actual wedding day and, and we're getting married. Um, it's re- They're really quick. Like we didn't have a religious ceremony. So it was like 15 minutes and like you're married and it just, it goes so fast. Yeah. It, I like, I don't think I realized how quick a ceremony can be and it's just done. And then it's like, you're man and wife. Okay. And then did you guys go off to go find the papers and stuff or how did you pick a witness? We actually chose um, our grandparents to sign the papers. Um, we wanted to try and include as many people in our wedding as we could and I also couldn't pick a bridesmaid between my bridesmaids to sign one. Um, so I had my pa sign my side and Nathan had his grandma um, sign on his side, which was really, really special for us. That is so special. Um, Nathan only had one grandparent when we got married. So um, it was kind of a special thing that she could do to be involved in our day. Yeah. Um, that was really, really cool. Yeah, that's so lovely and it would have been so nice and important for them too to be part of that marriage. It was. And we just kind of were just off to the side, like people could still talk amongst themselves. Um, and, yeah, it was just it was a cute little moment we got to spare, spend with um, some other members of the family on your wedding day because it can be quite busy. So mm. it was good to be able to just spend the time with them. Yeah, lovely. So what was your favourite moment of the whole day? Such a hard moment to choose. Someone actually said to me before we got married, take five minutes just for you guys, just to reflect on how your day is going, which sounds so weird. But it was some point during the night where all the formalities were done. We'd done the cake, we'd done the dance, we'd done the speeches. And Nathan and I just got to go off back into the garden where we got married and just catch up. Mm. How was your morning? Like, because you don't see each other. Um, until like three o'clock in the afternoon so it's like how'd your morning go and 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 caught up and it was really special to just like stop and take some time and be like 
the day's just gone so fast as is. Let's stop and reflect on it. And it was actually really special for us. Yeah. And that's one of the things I do remember from our day is that we did take that time to just um, just be with each other, super busy in amongst all the weddings. So, and you're always plastered in front of a camera or something. <laughs> yeah. So you don't really just get to sit and reflect. Yeah, and I think you get surprised by how very little time you spend with your husband on your wedding day. Yeah, yep, I agree. It's it's not a lot of time at all. And like I said, you've got a camera in front of you when you're actually getting your photos of just you guys, so it's not like you're alone. Yeah. So, yeah, I would I would take that moment, five, ten minutes, just to, just to be with your husband or wife. Oh, that's so nice. And then anything go wrong on the day? Not to my knowledge, obviously nothing big enough to um, to worry me. Actually, one of my bridesmaids' dresses zip broke, but that was later in the day, so we just kind of safety pinned that back together, so that was fine. Oh, so you have a little emergency kit? Emergency kit. I actually don't know where the safety pins came from, but <laughs> we managed to fix it. It was fine. Um, and one of the funniest moments from the ceremony is Nathan was more nervous than I was, and he actually dropped my wedding ring into the grass as he was about to put it on my finger. Nice. He got so shaky and there is photos of it and we just, like, all you can see is just Nathan and I cracking up laughing. Like, it was it was one of the most hilarious things ever. So didn't really go wrong, but it definitely made for some beautiful memories. Yeah, that's so funny. He would have been mortified. <laughs> uh, every year he brings it up and he just thinks... Like he was silly and nervous, but you know, it's a reflection of the day. So it's just kind of a happy memory now. Yeah, that's so nice. Was there anything that you guys regretted, like maybe not doing or that something you did do that you that you hadn't done? I wouldn't say regret. I loved my wedding day. Um, COVID kind of playing around at this time. So we got married in March 2021. Um, I don't think we mentioned that. Um, no, I don't think we should either. So that was kind of peak COVID. So I actually don't know how we got away with it. But for a moment in time, restrictions were not in place. We didn't have to wear masks. We didn't have a cap on our guest list. We could still be on a dance floor. All the things we laugh about now were stressing me out for the months leading up to the wedding. Yeah, of course. Um, so we kind of had a backup plan for what our day would look like if COVID had played its role. Um, and it was just going to be that small ceremony of probably our immediate family and what would have been our bridal parties, um, enjoying the ceremony and probably just a bit more of a fancier style dinner and being able to interact with those people because those are the people that, you know, you that you're closest with. Mm. really special for them to be part of your day mm. not that everyone else that came isn't but you don't get a lot of time to talk to everyone on your wedding day mm. um so to be able to spend like a sit-down meal with them we wouldn't have been you know sad if that had been the way it played out and then when we could we would have had like a reception party yeah. invited mm. everyone <laughs> I kind of would have got to mow my dress twice, which I was really excited about the prospect of having just because I love my dress as well. <laughs> so there's no regrets, but there was an alternative plan that I don't think I would have been disappointed with. Mm -hmm. I think you're always going to 
wonder as well. Like if I had have gone with that style of wedding day, I would have wondered what it would have looked like had I had this style. So it's a really hard decision to make prior to having your wedding. But looking back, I think I would have been back. I would have been happy had it gone either way. Yeah, that's a good reflection. I think sometimes we can get so caught up in that really big wedding or you set an idea at the start of it and you just kind of stick with it. But sometimes, you know, there's always going to be that wonder about what it could have looked like in another way. All right, so you had that kind of huge, big style wedding. Did you have any post-wedding blues? Yeah, it, like I said, goes so quickly and it is one of your favourite days that you'll ever have and you just want to do it 10 times over. Mm. Like you want to just wake up and put that wedding dress back on, you know, wearing your dress one for one day is just not enough and it's just it's a happy day and everyone is having fun and, you know, six months on you just think, oh, I could do that day all over again and, mm. yeah, it's you do get the blues and then you get your photos back and then you get to like relive the day and reflect on it again. And it, it goes, it goes for a while. Like would, I'd happily go back and do it again now. And it's nearly three years later. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something that is worth just, you know, really taking in the day because it's going to be an amazing memory. Mm, definitely. So to finish up with, do you have any advice for any future wedding planners? Oh, I've probably harped on about it so much already, but the photographer is your key person. Um, unless you have a wedding planner, um, the photographer was my key person to making my day run smooth. And I can be an anxious person as is. So t- the fact I didn't feel anxious is 100% credit to her. So I think that's my most important person. Um, know what you want and just and go with it. Um you know, budgets can be a really, really hard thing to stick to. Like you said, know what you can kind of um, reduce your costs on and where you do want to spend your money, where you don't want to compromise and don't because it is one day mm-hmm. and you're never going to get to go back and do it again. So, you know, don't don't change your whole day over $100. Like if that's what you want to do, do it and you won't regret it, I promise. Um, and just have fun. It's just, it's one of the best days. Like, don't be nervous about it. If they're the right person, then it should just be a fun day for you. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for your time. I know it's been a little bit tricky multitasking with little Nina. But you you can see the background. (laughs) You've done so great. I really appreciate you taking time to do this with me today. Thanks, Anne. It's actually been super fun. Yeah, I bet. Time to, like, it's nice just to think back and reminisce, especially like it has been a few years now. Yeah, coming up for three years, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, super fun to reminisce. Yeah, great. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to my chat with Marnie. I really enjoyed talking to her about her wedding, and I think it's really interesting to hear that she would have been happy if it ended up being a more low-key family affair. I think that post-wedding blues are a real thing that a lot of people experience, so you want to make sure that whatever wedding style that you choose to have is one that aligns with your values and it's what you want so that the blues aren't also mixed in with regrets. If you have had an epic wedding or have an interesting wedding planning experience, I'd love to hear about it. Please DM me at weddingtalk.podcast or email hello at weddingtalkpodcast.com. If you have a friend who fits those criteria, I'd love for you to pass this on to them so that they can do the same. And please leave a rating and review or follow along if you have enjoyed the show.
Thank you again. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.